On Monday, the Iranians said that they can resume their nuclear weapons program anytime they want. They can have it back up and running within four days. They can literally pick up where they left off before the Obama nuke deal within four days. What does that tell you about the nuke deal? We'll get to that coming up. Busy Monday, Syria has been attacked by missiles. There was a bombing, 14 dead at an Iranian air base in Syria, and some of the people killed were actually Iranian military people. This was not done by the United States, and it was not directly connected to the chemical nerve gas attack. A lot of people originally thought, though, this must be the United States bombing Syria because Trump threatened Syria that he will retaliate, but not. this was actually the Israelis. Here's what's going on. President Trump, and this is ingenious, brilliant stuff here by the Israelis. Trump said on Monday, he'll decide within 48 hours how to respond to Syria. You better wait and see, he told them. We're gonna, we're not gonna let this go unpunished. So on Sunday night, and Trump on Sunday also promised retaliation. On Sunday night, the Syrian airbase was attacked, and everybody thought, oh, this must be United States, must be Trump, right? And then the, the United States completely denied any involvement, and it turns out the Israelis are responsible. Now here's why Israel's doing this now, because this is the perfect smokescreen, perfect opportunity. See, Israel doesn't care about Bashar al-Assad killing his citizens about the civil war in Syria. In fact, it benefits Israel because the more they distract each other, the less chance they have to attack Israel, even though they still somehow manage to. So Israel has no interest in helping the Syrians uh, win their civil war, the Syrian rebels or whatever. They don't get involved in that stuff. However, what they do care about is the Iranians who are building up weapons as we've told you about and they have these bases in Syria and they've been threatening Israel left and right from these Syrian areas so Israel says enough is enough they want every excuse they can to bomb the Iranians they keep sending them messages well this is perfect because after this attack that Assad carried out this chemical nerve gas attack Who's going to condemn the Israelis for attacking Assad? We know President Trump's not going to do it. In fact, Trump was given the heads up ahead of time by Israel. Russia's going to condemn them. Russia always does because Russia's in cahoots with Syria. But even Europe and the UN are not going to blame Israel. At least you wouldn't expect them to because if you attack Assad right now, he's public enemy number one after this horrific atrocity that he carried out against his people. This is an absolutely brilliant move and perfect timing. And as the tensions flare and heat up here with Iran... You know, now President Trump is going to get involved. He says that he is going to retaliate against Assad in Syria in addition to this attack here by Israel. You know, and there may be, have been a lot more than 14 dead in this attack by Israel. All we're hearing, we don't hear any journalists. It's only the report of Russian government forces and Syrian forces who are there. There's no actual media. It's all state-run media. So we have no idea. They're always going to underplay uh, the kind of damage that gets done. Now, meanwhile, the Iranians say that if President Trump backs out of the Iranian nuclear deal, he's going to regret it. They say we have a lot more capabilities than you think. Within four days, they can be enriching uranium back to 20% enrichment, 20% pure uranium. That's not enough for a nuclear bomb. I think a nuclear bomb, I'm no nuclear scientist, but I think has to be somewhere up in the 90% area. But here's what I know. You know, some of you asked, well, what does that mean? Practically speaking, 20%, how long, how far away are they from developing a full-fledged nuclear bomb. I don't know the answer. I, I'm, I suspect it's within a year or two, which is way too soon for my taste. But what I do know is 20% is the level they were at before the nuclear deal was ever signed. So it means within four days, and I, maybe you don't believe the Iranians. I tend to believe them with this, or at least I err on the side of caution. I have no reason to doubt them. We have no way of confirming where they're at. For all we know, they're actually much more advanced because there are areas we're not even allowed to inspect. 
thanks to Obama's bogus nuclear deal. Now, we should be tearing up the deal right then and there. The Europeans, everybody in, uh, in the world, every country should say, wait a second. They can enrich uranium 20% within four days. They can be right back where they left off. What kind of, what kind of a bogus, ridiculous nuclear deal is that? where they literally got to press pause and can resume wherever they want. That's according to them. They may even be further than that, but that's what they're admitting to. And yet we continue to keep this deal alive. Are we nuts? I mean, what is wrong with us? So that's the threat from Iran. And that, of course, is weeks away from President Trump deciding whether to back out of the deal altogether. They're trying to renegotiate it. We'll keep an eye on all that. Follow us on Twitter. Thank you all. A lot of you have followed us already and you're enjoying it. We appreciate it. We want your feedback at the Politics Zone, at the Politics Zone. You can text 40404, email us at the Jewish News Channel at gmail.com. Uh, the Department of Justice has responded to President Trump's uh, frustration and Congress's frustration not being able to get FISA documents and other documents that Congress has subpoenaed. They're trying to investigate the FBI. We know about the application. Uh, for to spy on, on the Trump campaign and all the corruption and allegations and scandalous behavior of the FBI. Congress has been begging uh, to get documents, and the FBI refuses. Where did this whole spying on the Trump campaign originate from? And why are they investigating Trump for collusion in the first place? There has to be, has to be evidence there, unless it's just a big conspiracy, which it seems more likely every day that that's what it is. And, and, and the FBI refuses to hand over the documents. Now the DOJ, so Trump lashed out at them on Twitter. We told you about this. The DOJ has responded by appointing this guy, John Lausch. He's a, a U.S. attorney. He's a prosecutor, works for the federal government. They're, they're calling him an outsider and saying, now he's going to come in and he's going to give Congress whatever they want. And this is seemingly to placate Trump in Congress. And the DOJ is saying that uh, this is, going to give Trump what he wants and Congress what they want because he's going to come in and give them the documents that they've been waiting for. Well, the Republicans in Congress say, not not so fast. This is just a, another joke. They're throwing us a bone. But in fact, they're saying that this move is really a sham because this guy, John Lausch, he's not independent at all. He also works for the Department of Justice. He's a, he's a prosecutor. He's a U.S. attorney. So his boss is Rod Rosenstein, the same Rod Rosenstein who signed on the application to renew the warrant, the FISA warrant that spied on Carter Page and, 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 and spied on Trump campaign officials, the same Rod Rosenstein who appointed Bob Mueller. So this guy's part of the deep state, part of the swamp, just like all the rest of them. And uh, he, he, his boss is Rod Rosenstein, just like all these others. And they're saying that every document that they've gotten that's been important has been redacted. All the important stuff has been removed, supposedly because it's classified information. And they're saying that it's been glacial. The pace at which the FBI is turning over documents has been a glacial pace. It's been extraordinarily painstakingly slow. So the co Congress is very unhappy. They say this move is really just a sham, appointing this guy, John Lausch. They want a special prosecutor. The Democrats get a special prosecutor to investigate Trump, despite there being zero evidence Trump did anything wrong. Yet we have a, a ton of evidence, a wealth of evidence, that the FBI and the DOJ was completely corrupt and conspiring against uh, Trump to sabotage his campaign working for the DNC. We can't get a special counsel. I mean, give me a break. Okay, Congress is back this week. Uh, they've been off for two weeks for recess. I expect them to get about as much done this week as they got done the past two weeks. Did anybody even notice that they were off, whether they're in session or not? One big thing that the Senate's going to work on is trying to get confirmed. Uh, Mike Pompeo as the new Secretary of State, Gina Haspel as the new CIA director, and uh, the new head, the the new head of Veterans Affairs, President Trump appointed the White House physician, uh, which a lot of people are a little skeptical about whether he can run Veterans Affairs, which is like this really big 
division of the government. But we'll see if the Senate uh, confirms them. Now, Rand Paul, we've told you, is uh, not happy. He says he's going to vote against Haspel and Pompeo. He doesn't like the fact that they're pro-waterboarding. They're very hard line. They're anti-the Iran deal. They're pro-waterboarding. They were part of the CIA's enhanced interrogation techniques that were used to uh, extract information from terrorists. Now, I think Rand Paul goes too far. Rand Paul is a libertarian, so he believes that you should almost never get involved and fringe on people's rights. He doesn't like people them spying on Americans. I also don't like them spying on Americans. I'm fine with Rand Paul about that, unless you have a really good reason. But he goes too far, in my opinion, because he says you also shouldn't uh, interrogate, you know, waterboard these terror suspects, even when they have information uh, that could lead to stopping terror attacks now and preventing people from dying. And to that I say, you know, that that's not the same thing as American citizens. They have no rights. They're terrorists. If we know they have information that can help save lives, that is where the federal government does have the right, does have the jurisdiction uh, to use enhanced interrogation techniques and do whatever they need to do to extract information that could save lives. So I disagree with Rand Paul on that, but the bottom line is it, it, there's only 51 Republicans in the Senate right now. So what they'll do without Rand Paul's vote is going to be very interesting to watch. And he also sits on one of the committees uh, to, in order to get this confirmation through. So we're going to keep an eye on that. Uh, what else is going on here? Tariffs. Now, this is becoming a very heated debate here because we've placed tariffs on China, as you know, steel and a bunch of other products, aluminum. And the Chinese now have placed tariffs on our products, and uh, a lot of people are worried about a trade war. Now, President Trump's response is that, listen, folks, the Chinese already started a trade war years ago. They're beating us big time. They, they, you know that there are 3.4 million jobs. There's been a study. 3.4 million jo American jobs have been estimated to be lost because of China and, and the trade deficit between us and China. China, they steal our intellectual property. They steal all sorts of technology from us. They develop it cheaper, and they're, they're basically competing with us. They're undercutting American companies, stealing our stuff, and uh, the, taking taking our business away from from American businesses. They've been doing that for many many years. So there's a massive massive trade deficit. So if you don't if you don't fight back, President Trump says we're losing big time. Our businesses are losing. The Republicans, a lot of their response, well, President Trump's not a free trade guy. And here's where I also say that you know, like the Rand Paul deal, you can't get carried away. You know, when you talk about free trade, free trade in the United States is one thing. I'm all in favor of that because. When companies compete, we all win. We all benefit. If an American company wins, then everybody wins. And the more they compete, the 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 more they improve their product, service, everything else, and it benefits the economy. It's capitalism. You know, when you squash companies, all that does is ruin it for everybody. Less money is made, fewer jobs are available. But when China, when you say free trade with China and Mexico and other countries that are going to play dirty, then, then that money doesn't benefit us. When China wins, we lose. If two American companies compete, we win either way. If a Chinese company competes, then we lose. So I'm not saying this is simple. You know, there's a lot of very economic, very big economic experts who have differences of opinion on this, but I'm just pointing out the other side. It's not like President Trump is anti-free trade. I mean, the guy has shown that he's not anti-free trade at all. He's just an America first guy. Now, finally, Mahmoud Abbas is in the news again. I mean, this guy never quits. He is insisting he will only engage uh, with p talks for a peace plan with Israel and with President Trump and Kushner if President Trump agrees to back a two-state solution and recognizes East Jerusalem as the capital of the state of Palestine. I mean, yeah, okay, sure, Abbas, no problem. Even though you're worthless right now, and even though you've lashed out at Trump numerous times, 
and you he called David he called David Friedman some awful awful term, but uh, we're gonna just recognize East Jerusalem as your capital and just recognize the state of Palestine. Quote: We will not listen to anything coming from the Trump administration, regardless of what it is, unless if the two-state solution is endorsed and East Jerusalem as the capital of the state of Palestine is recognized. If that happens, we can talk about the rest of the issues remaining on the table. Uh, memo to Mahmoud Abbas. You're really worthless at this point. Trump is not going to give in to any of your demands. And guess what? I predict you will sit at the table and negotiate because Saudi Arabia and other countries who support you, they're going to force you to do it because they want to placate and appease President Trump and Kushner because that's how strategic those guys have been. All right, that's going to do it for today. We thank you all for joining us. and We will see you next time.